Hey, welcome to the Cold Turkey Podcast. Um, this is Alex. Um, and uh, yeah, this week I was with Michael. Um, it was um, <laughs> it was an interesting philosophical experience and and talk. I I wow. Uh, I just finished recording and um, I'm still it's still brewing in my head uh, in my brain. Um, of all the stuff that we talked about and you know like i guess you know like my my good night of sleep is gonna digest that and make make myself uh, a better human being and you know like i don't want to say further um from from our conversation it was it was quite an interesting um one uh, yeah um yeah uh i i i want to let you go with um pretty much you know like the the standard stuff that I tell you, but, you know, like sharing the podcast, letting the podcast known to your friends and family and, um, and as well as the new website, you know, like it's not so new, but, um, it's, um, podcast called turkey.com it's a bilingual site so you can actually, um, find a French version as well. So, uh, without further ado, I introduce you to Michael. Enjoy. Hi, Michael. How are you doing? Really good, Alex. Um, good to see you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for listeners, um, sometimes I do, uh, you know, like I, I always use the same platform for recording. Sometimes when network, I, I, you know, like I'm doubtful of the quality of the network of my guests. I don't see them because I ask them to, you know, like either, you know, like uh, shut off their camera so we optimize the audio. In our instances right now, it seems that we're network quality is pristine and intact so we see each other tonight (laughs) (laughs) Um, and and i can tell you that's not unpleasant (laughs) well thank you um same here uh so the the um, first question i I have to ask um which is like really a short questions but you know like I, i hear a lot about you know like the some of the state of people um and you know, like really, their emotional state in in terms of the last almost year now in the pandemic. And so, the it's a twofold question. The first one being, where are you locating? Uh, where are you located? And and how has the pandemic been going for you? You know, like in terms of you know, like both the sure. emotional state and in terms of you know, like your your your, I would say you know, like your your well being. Mm. Well, uh, first of all, I'm located. Um, well, maybe I'll just introduce myself. My name is Michael Gregory, and um, I'm located just near Sydney, Australia, which is about, let's say, two hours south on the coast in a little town called Kiama. Um, so, in terms of this, the last year, um, I have to say, I know this is probably contrary to most people's experience but but I've actually had a really great year <laughs> I know and, and and we a lot of people around here see we weren't really affected so much by the by COVID in our community we had to do social distancing 
but we didn't have to really use masks or anything. When I went to Sydney, which where my family is, yeah, that was affected and we had to wear masks and things. But um, but for me, my lifestyle um, really didn't change that much because I, I work from home yep. and I have done for years, over 10 years. Um, so, and even when we had the restrictions, the lockdown, we could still go outside go out for exercise, which I go surfing every morning. So nothing changed. I just went surfing, got a coffee, started work. Wow. <laughs> and the only thing that did change was that I um, I used, I saw the opportunity to change the program. I, I run a stop smoking program and, and I realised that people, this is really, really important during COVID that people don't smoke because um, it's, it makes them more susceptible to bad symptoms. Yep. So I wanted to, I was for the last three years trying to re- reconfigure everything so I could reduce the price. So I just realised that this was the time and I went really hard in March, April, May, and I finally launched the new program, which is at a much reduced price. So then that, that kind of took off. Um, it was obviously the right thing at the right time. I have been doing it for over 10 years, but but this version, um, so I've just been really busy. Like a lot of other businesses were closing and things like that, but I've actually been growing. Yeah, so and, I, mean, and I, I guess I, blooming. I, I feel I mean, guilty almost, but I, I know I shouldn't, but because I know everyone, a lot of other people have really, really suffered and I've seen, like I have other colleagues that I know their businesses have just been ruined. So I really feel for that. Um, that's the most thing that's impacted me is is the suffering of others, um, and uh, just and also just um, feeling very very grateful that um, it hasn't really happened to me. At the same time, uh, in terms of your practice, have you seen um, like uh, an emergence of despair, an emergence of 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 you know anxiety? Um, people panicking because you know, like I, I'm on, on my side of the planet right now. Yeah, um, yeah. I see really an explosion of people pretty much losing their shit right now. You know, like just, yeah, just like yeah. like the 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 confinement is is just yeah. way too much. Um, I hear a lot about people getting quite depressed and quite mm. um, like it, it, it's just a vicious cycle of you don't have anyone to reach out to, you know, like, and, and whatever, yeah. whatever angle you look at it, you know, like, uh, uh, let's be blunt here, but a fucking zoom meeting is not a hug, you know, like, a, a, you no. know, like a zoom no. meeting is not getting close to someone and, and whispering how, how sad you feel or how, you know, like, um, it's not the same, you know, like, so, so humans yeah. needs humans and, you know, like it's, it's pretty much a bottom yeah. line of all that, you know, like, so yeah. we've been here in Quebec, we've been confined for, um, Jesus, you know, like it's been, I would say about six weeks, six, seven weeks. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. and, and our, our restaurants have been closed for a few months now, you know, like it, yeah. it, 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 so social gathering has been forbidden for months now. You know, like so, so yeah. it's just nuts. You know, like so, yeah, yeah. That 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 would really have a big impact on a lot of people. Um, the, the most impact is that I didn't see my family for three months because they're in 
Sydney and my parents are old, older, and so they didn't want to. They they basically isolated themselves. Um, but but I really feel for what you're saying because I can see that it's a lot worse. Uh, like there's been very strict and early lockdowns here, so they really got on top of things. Yeah. But I I'm just looking at the news and things and seeing some other countries and places where um, it's exploded and 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 I can imagine everyone being very frightened uh, here. There was a run on toilet paper <laughs> at yeah. the in the shops, and you could not get toilet paper for weeks. Um, so that was probably, the, you know, a sign of the panic. But um, but we the, we're out the other side of it now. Yeah, you guys are still in the thick of it. So it's crazy. Um, Just yeah, crazy. So and I can see how that would become very uh, you know very very wearing on people. And it, it's almost like a, a a media hysteria, you know. Like so so if you make the, and everyone makes it, you know, like kind of the mistake of, you know, like connecting or plugging yourself to the news wire. It's yeah. just, it's just a bad, bad, bad mistake. You know, like it's just, it's, you should, yeah. we shouldn't do that. But, you know, like they're, they're, yeah. they're great at, uh, pretty much like teasing us and, and almost like, you know, like they're hooking us to, you know, like to, to some news wire that is continuously, uh, feeding mm. us with, you know, like not only bad news, but just like that, that, and it's it's just hysteria, you know. Like it, it, you realize at some point, like fuck, I need to shut the TV down because I'm I'm losing my mind here, you know. Like so, yeah, um, yeah. we all make that mistake, you know. Like I wake up with my son really early, and you know, like the first kind of the first um, thing I do is you know, like power on the TV and you know, like put it on whatever newscast is running that that morning, and mm. and um, that's bad. I know it's bad, you know. Like it's and but. Mm. My guess is that you know, like it's almost like a tidal wave of everyone doing it, and 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 you know, like it, it, we need to be to be quite honest, uh, Michael. You know, like you have to be to have strong foundation to you know, like to keep sanity. You know, like and and you know, like I'm saying that from you know, like a a genuine um, place in my heart. You know, like you know, like mm. I, 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 you know, like I'm, you know, like I, I'm blessed with you know, like. 15, 16, up, you know, almost 16 years now of, you know, like getting tools all over the place, you know, like of, of, you know, like not only my sobriety, but, you know, like almost my mental health as well. Yeah. You know, like so. Yeah. Well, I think that, that what you're touching on is um, really, you know, kind of on the pathway to getting the, to the heart of it, because I think a lot of the, uh, the fear on one side and a lot of the, people going stir crazy on the other side um, comes down to um, the shock of having to radically change the way that people are dealing with their everyday life. Yep. Um, and this, uh, what I would say, addiction to um, external stimulus, like whether whether that be the news or, 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 or you know, social media, um, or entertainment, which they might do together, um, just filling up the time with stuff and not actually stopping. And this COVID period has caused people to have to almost stop. And then when they stop, it's facing the vacancy of what their own 
space is. Yeah. And I, and I think, and people, I don't think a lot of people are really equipped. Our society, I don't think, really equips us to be with ourselves um, and to be okay being still, um, to be okay um, without constant mental stimulation. And um, and I think that's kind of getting touch starts to get to why people not the only reason, of course, but it, it can be a situation that then these other underlying um, pre-existing forces in, in in someone's life starts to emerge. You know, it could be depression, it could be anxiety, could be fear, could be boredom. Could be a sense of purposelessness or hopeless or no direction, or you know, hanging around with being in a relationship or whatever that maybe hasn't been as satisfying, and having all these things that people are having to just start to confront because we're actually the train has stopped. Yeah. Um, and so, in some ways, we might look at that as a bad thing that COVID has come, and I, and I know. In terms of a physical and um, you know, people suffering and, and dying, that is definitely not a good not a good thing. I'm not saying that, but on the other side, the journey through that um, maybe maybe there is something under the surface that 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 there could be a, a benefit, you know, like the fallow field. Absolutely, principle. yeah, and I, you know, like I I, I definitely can see. Um, where kind of that the uh, you know like w w probably where you, you describe as being situated right now which is like the the other end of that wave you know like which is like getting you know like back to social um i guess there's going to be um really no pun intended here but a post-mortem of you know like what just what just happened you know like and you know yeah. like how the hell yeah. did i why did i felt that way um yeah. but at the same time um Right now, you know, like it's it's um you know like I I I, I tried in the last few episodes to really you know like um reach out you know like and say you know like if you ever are in panic if you know like there's ever a time yeah. where you know like you can reach out to me you can yeah. DM me on any social network that you find me mm. you can actually mm. like write me I'm gonna I'm gonna make myself available to anyone that feel lonely. Um, you know, like, you know, like depressed, um, in, in, in scared, whatever, yeah. you know, like I, I, I yeah. want to be there for, uh, whoever feels that, you know, like there's, you know, like mm. it's pretty much a dead end right now. And I, at the same time, I understand so much, you know, like, I'm just like, you know, like, um, even for, um, it has tested all of the strongest bond that I have with my wife, you know, like, and, and, you know, like we've actually said it to each other you know like we actually actually told each other you know like holy shit you know like, <laughs> that's a tough time you know like it's it's really yeah. tough on on relation it's tough on on yeah i mean like it's it's uh yeah. it's you know like i, I laugh yeah. at it because you know, like it was just you know like we have like that family routine where you know like our, our young son and and both of us are you know, like, so the three of us are in the shower, you know, like, so at 6, 6.30, just right before we put our son to bed. And at some yeah. point during the confinement, you know, like, I remember it was like eight weeks in or something like that. My wife and I looked at each other, was like, 
fuck <laughs> that stuff you know like sometimes like you feel like um i'm i'm you know like ironically i'm more in the introvert you know like i like being like in in front of my computer or whatever you know like streaming yeah. some weird documentary or whatever but you know like i like yeah. that that long time yeah. my wife is the really the social type you know like she loves like the happy hour and you know like meeting with her girlfriends and all that um and i couldn't get my alone time and she, she was you know like forbidden to get her social event time yeah, yeah. and so at some point yeah. you know, like it it's it's just like oh you know like it's it's almost yeah. too much you know like so yeah i mean i get tests it i guess right now it tests every um fiber of you know like almost our personality you know like so so yeah, it's it's yeah. a it's an interesting time right now really really fascinating time well i think it's um it's actually you know in, in terms of relevance to our our uh, your podcast I, I think it's it's highlighting what i might uh kind of think of as um hidden addictions um because uh, often I think the idea of addiction has been given a bad name um, as if the people who are so-called addicted um, have just simply made a bad choice, you know, and that they are therefore wrong and they're irresponsible and they should wake up to themselves and make the right choice as if that's possible right there and then. And so then there's, then it becomes a punishable activity and, and then ostracizing and vilifying um, people um, because of that view, that fundamental view that it's simply a matter of making the right choice. Um, and I think that that's such a incomplete, view um because i i think you know it's so it's really quite narrow view of what addiction can be because i think we we all whether it whether we have um a physical uh, a drug addiction um or some other obvious um let, let's say a porno addiction or um you know a codependency addiction I mean, things that you can actually label and and see the the, the a big tragic effect in someone's life. Um, so there's those obvious ones that can be seen, but then there's then there's the just the 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 multitude of more subtle addictions, uh, like like I said before, addiction to social media. I mean, I know people that that they. They can't actually stand still without looking at their phone. They have to take their phone to the bathroom, you know, and um, and and even worse, you know, some younger people I know that they're so obsessed about, you know, getting likes and, and all of this and the interaction there and that they just almost start to get anxious when they're away from it. I mean, these are – and then there's other, other types of addiction which I would – you know, just um, just the you know needing to have entertainment. You know, ne needing to be stimulated with regular entertainment, like not being able to watch your series on Netflix, and and just not being able to sit and be okay, be and agitated. And then we take it you know, all the way. We could say that we're actually addicted to ourselves, like that we that's the biggest addiction of all that we preference ourselves over everybody else, 
We always refer everything, everything back to us. We like to talk about ourselves. We like other people to give us attention, you know, and we, we want to defend our so-called self against looking bad or someone saying something bad. So all of these addictions, which I think are at the, you know, they're the, exactly the same um, in, the, in the sense that they have impacts that aren't necessarily beneficial, um, but we're kind of, they're kind of normal in the sense that everybody is participating in these as if this is our world. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think COVID's really um, started to uh, press on this. Um, and I'm very interested in in and I'm just busting this whole um, kind of addiction snobbery almost wide open. And in, in the, that's what I do you know, in, in, whenever I talk, I kind of talk about addiction to freedom. I mean, I mean, what is really satisfying, you know, and we're always trying to find a solution to being satisfied and happy um, in whatever activity we're doing. Because yeah. my background is from Chinese medicine. I was an acupuncturist, worked as an acupuncturist for 15 years, and, and, and it's a very different way of looking at things. Um, I mean, they do recognise causal cause and effect, but they also recognise there's what they call the theory of correspondences, which is where one thing happens and another thing happens, and even if we don't can't see a direct causal link, the very fact that they happen together is seen as a, a pattern, is seen as meaningful. And so when you look at things like that, you're looking at patterns of correspondence. Um, it's it's a it's it comes up with different views of why people behave in certain ways, um, and so one view is that everything is already in balance. Whether that balance is good for an organism or not is another question. But in terms of a person's life, the view, at least the way I understand Chinese medicine, is that everybody is behaving and, and, and doing activity and things to the best way that they know how at the time to be okay, you know, just to be okay. Now, whether for some per, somebody at so, a certain point in time, their best attempt to be okay may be to drink that bottle. I'm not saying it's the best way to be okay, but for their state of mind, their knowledge at that time, um, that's what happened. And and I and I, but and obviously there are there are better ways and more fulfilling ways uh, to be okay, and I guess it's you know it's a learning journey to explore those as we grow as, as a person we become more whole and we become more satisfied in ways that are sustainable and not detrimental to ourselves and others. I mean that's that's the perspective of where I come from, and I kind of just bring it back to COVID again. I see that COVID has triggered all of, you know, yeah. it's, it's awoken Exposed. all of these underlying addictions, yep. you know. Um, and, and I, I think it's, a, it's, it's good to bust open that, that definition that people with an addiction, well, join the club. We're all, we've all got them, you know, and it's, it's, it's part of our learning journey to, 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 to work with whatever we've been given, uh, 
as like the sand in the in the oyster that creates the pearl. You know, it's it's always the uncomfortable that creates a per, uh, an impetus to growth. Yep, and it's the growth that actually you know hopefully leads to satisfaction because we go down so many. If you're going to only go down so many dead ends, you know, to find out oh that's not the right way. I've got to go back and do it another way. Um, you, you, you touch briefly about the the past fifteen years uh, in acupuncture, but you know, like I, I really want to rewind Michael's life story tape a bit, and you know, like maybe the genesis of um, what it bring you to um, establish and and create addiction to freedom. Um, you know, like where you come from, Michael. You know, like what's what's your pretty much like your, your life yeah. story, and you know, like what has brought you to eventually you'll like touch on you know like trying to help people with like addiction and all well it wasn't the plan (laughs) (laughs) it It usually isn't (laughs) yeah Yeah. well i'll I'll try and um i'll try and just kind of be brief and just pick out the things that i think the highlights that i think are have kind of led me to being here And, and so um i I, I was always um, curious about, you know, what life is, you know, even really young. Um, and I really find it, found it quite confusing, particularly, you know, the double standards that adults provide. Um, and, um, and that was a real shock to realise that, you know, adults don't have all the answers. I, I kind of thought once you grew up, <laughs> then suddenly you get all the answers. You should know. But, actually, <laughs> but that was a big shock to find out that wasn't true. And uh, so I so so I studied philosophy when I first left school at uni. You know, um, what we call it uni- university, you call it college, I think. Um, so I studied philosophy because it was the only place that people were really asking questions. Um, and then um, I needed to make a living, so I thought, well, I'll continue that exploration because into Chinese and Eastern philosophy, but I'll study Chinese medicine because then I can make a living. So I did that, for, uh, but but prior to me practicing, see, I'd already done one degree in philosophy, and then I went and worked, and then I and then I did another one in Chinese medicine, and I smoked all the way through, smoked like a chimney, smoked all sorts of things like a chimney, and um, and I realised that. If I was going to practice as an acupuncturist, I had to be clean and healthy. So I had to quit this stuff. And that was really hard. Um, I mean, I, because I tried and tried and and eventually, they, like I didn't know anything about it and there were no the tools out there. There just didn't seem to be any um, that made any sense. So it was just cold turkey willpower yep. and it was that last year where I prior, I knew that I'd be starting to practice so that last year I really tried hard and I kind of cut it down to three or four smokes a day um, you think that it'd be easy to finish that off and stop but it wasn't it was like torture because if it wasn't once once a day it'd be several times the next day but eventually, eventually, I did quit. Um, so I, so I went from a packet a day to zero, um, and I stopped smoking everything else as well. Um, but 
what happened was I ended up still having mental cravings and I just continued to, I just assumed that was part of it, that I'd have to have that f- and I'd just have to keep on using willpower. Um, and then what I went through this, um, I had the, uh, I started a practice and that went really well and ended up creating these wellness programs and we ended up getting venture capital and, and growing this big thing and then that all collapsed. <laughs> and so I was at a loose end. Why, um, why did it collapse? Um, it collapsed. It was at the time of the GFC, the global financial crisis. Yeah. And I think it collapsed because the, there wasn't enough capital from the beginning. We, we were advised incorrectly. But at the same time, I have to take responsibility because I was always too optimistic. And, I, and now I understand that that was because I felt an inner lack, right? And I, so, so I was constantly always pushing the boundary, you know, so I achieved one thing, but that was never satisfying. And I soon after a, a psychotherapy for quite a long time, I realized that that, that was a bottomless pit. That was never going to be satisfied by any external achievement. Yeah. And that was a turning point. And I, at that time, um, and I, you know, I nearly went bankrupt and I lost everything. Um, and so that was a very difficult time. I was depressed like for, for years. I didn't, and, um, but, uh, and I had to stop practicing acupuncture because, um, I've just I had to move out of that area. And, um, when you move out of an area, you you leave your clients behind. But this company wanted me to consult to their stop smoking program, and I thought they were quacks. I thought that was you know rubbish. But eventually, I went and had a look, and and I I realised there was something in it. They were getting better results than I ever did because I tried to help people stop smoking, and I failed as an acupuncturist. Um, I didn't understand anything. And, and I just stopped doing it because I thought I wasn't making a difference to people. Um, I was only having success about 30% of the time, and that's the same statistic as willpower. So yeah. I assumed that the people that quit were using willpower. But anyway, this company, I, did the con- I finally did the consulting job, and I became interested again because I, I thought there must be something in this. And, um, and so I started practicing that again, then one day, and I thought it was all about the drug, right? This is the big epiphany in a way. I One day I was functioning on the idea that once people get the drug out of their system, they are no longer an addict. I mean, that is a view that, you know, certain authorities, yep. certain thought streams try to put on us that it's all about the drug. And, um, and out of ignorance, I believe that. Until one day this guy rang me up and he said he'd stopped smoking for three months. He rang me up and he said, um, I, I've relapsed. And, and I, my mind just couldn't get it, wrap around that. I was just kind of bewildered because he had no, no drug in him. The drug leaves within 10 days, 80% yeah. in three days. Um, and, and so why, why would he relapse? And, um, and so I hung up the phone and I looked down at the bin with all these packets of cigarettes in it and there was an unopened packet there. 
you know, with the cellophane that you could just peel off so ever smoothly. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought I, I, I wanted to have one. I, I This is 10 years after not smoking at all. I wanted to have one and I and I thought I could get it. I went through the whole scenario. I could get away with this because there's no one here. It's 7.30 at night. No one would suspect. I think just smokers have walked in. And then I thought, hang on a minute, what's going on here? And I realised that, number one, I was having a craving and there was no nicotine in me. So that light bulb went off and I realised it must be a mental craving. And then I, then I thought, well, what is that mental craving? And I tried to find it and it, and it, was, it was gone. And I thought, oh, it wasn't quick enough. So the next time, and now I was on, I was on the hunt because I, I realised that mental cravings are the missing piece. You can get rid of all the drug, but you've got to deal with the mental craving. And so the next time it happened, I tried to find out what it was using Chinese medicine diagnostics, and I also practiced Qigong, which is kind of like an internal like Tai Chi martial art, which makes you very sensitive. Still couldn't find it. It kept on disappearing too quickly for me to catch it. And then one day I thought, well, what if what I'm doing to try and find this craving is actually making it go away? What if I'm the one cause for it to, to for it to be disappearing? So then the next time it happened, I delayed in trying to find it. And sure enough, the craving stayed until I tried to find it and it disappeared. And I was like, whoa, could this be so real? This could this be real? Because it doesn't use willpower, right? Yep. And will I'll come to that in a minute. So anyway. I realized that I'd discovered by accident a technique to make cravings disappear, not just cravings for cigarettes, craving for anything. Like, you know, I used to walk down the street and if there's ladies listening, I apologize, but I would, I couldn't help myself checking out a beautiful woman walking down the street. And, you know, and the natural urge is to want to take that further. Yep. So I'd try the technique on that. I thought, well, that's kind of like a mental craving, isn't it? So I'll do, and it worked. I was gobsmacked. I'm still looking at the woman. I don't have a craving, right? And it works for all these different things. So then I taught this to my clients, um, and it, and 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 the success rate went through the roof. Yes, you need to get rid of the drug, but you also need to deal with the mental cravings, and um, and back in that time I was explaining everything in the one hour consultation and eventually because I began to understand more and more and more about what was really going on so number one the brain has changed in order to cope with the addiction and once that drug is out of the system the brain doesn't change back automatically you have to retrain it back to normal yeah right so I've kind of broken it down to four stages that the brain goes through in generating a mental craving. All right. Um, and I can mention those very briefly, but I, I won't be able to unpack it. It takes too long. But there's the, the event, like let's say the trigger event that links to the thought of smoking, let's say, or the thought of having a drink or the whatever the addiction is. It, by association, the brain links an event to a thought. Just like when you look at the, you see the red traffic light and you instantly think stop. Yep. 
there's no reason in the universe why red equals stop, right? Um, but our brain links it in our culture. Chinese might see red and think happy, yeah. <laughs> you know. So anyway, so then 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 what happens is is there's a blind belief, an irrational blind belief that that actually is part of the hindbrain. It's a, it's a fight or flight reaction where the blood goes from the frontal cortex to the, the brain stem and gives you this binary solution, which is run away from that danger um, or stand and fight that danger and destroy it. And in this, and if none of that's happening, you get the reactions of fight or flight, which is fear, anxiety, um, fear and anxiety, basically, um, and even anger and irritability. So, so what happens is if you can't if you can't have the solution when it the, the solution that we're programmed to need, which is the addictive substance or whatever or the behaviour, yep. um, you go into fight or flight because only in because the the brainstem or the subconscious, let's call it for want of a better word, believes that only when that happens will you be safe. Or so safety yield, occurs, right? Or yield. Meaning that, you know, like if the event, if the, you know, like if what happens is bad news, for example, where you find comfort in a drink, yeah, that, that, um, that drinks becomes the quote unquote remedy to that the trigger, remedy. right? Yeah. The solution and what the solution provides you is so-called relief. And in yep. terms of the primitive brainstem, it equals safety. Yeah, safety away from this because because what it's what what what's really happening in that fight or flight. But see, the, the subconscious at that point is not complex thinking, right? It doesn't question anything or debate anything. It simply takes lived experience as reality, right? So in the past, whenever that solution has not been present, there's been fear, panic, and anger, which it's creating itself, but it's not even recognizing that. And it believes there's going to be more of that fear, panic, and anger in the future if, and so the longer that that solution is not supplied, the the more, and then the fear and panic and anger is experienced, the more that that escalates and it goes around in a cycle until someone just busts and explodes, you know, Um, so it's creating its own problem, but it doesn't even know that. Um, and so this is what we call, I call it a blind belief. It's, it's, it's not because in the conscious mind there is this belief, I need, it does manifest consciously as I need this thing, but it's not questioned, it's not understood. So you go event, thought, blind belief, which is powered by fight or flight, and then it's the craving. The mental craving, which is um, the mental craving, is a phenomena in its own right. It's not a thought, right? It's not a feeling, right? It's actually a delusion. But it's take it will take me too long to unpack that. But it's essentially, but that delusion again is unquestioned. It's not seen. It's believed to be true. So is it your brain? And you know, like I don't want to, you know, like just expand this too much but is it your brain's response to filling that hole of you know like of i'm using the drink image but you know like is it your brain 
kind of response or primitive response to recreate if almost like if you had taken the drink um when you, you get may... that craving you know like or is it is it kind of a um you you mentioned the fight or flight where you know like you, you pretty much fight by the craving well well the anger is fight yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, the, I get the drink, that. You might be angry with whatever until yep. you get it. That's the fight response. Yeah. Normally, if it was a physical danger, that would turn into physical fight. <clears throat> but when you in a when we're not in that physical situation, it just becomes this irritability, sure. this anger. No, what I'm saying here is that you know, like because you know, like the craving is 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 created or provoked by the fact that you're actually not responding to that thirst of having that drink right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like so is it your brain um creating that craving for 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 the yeah, for yeah. filling that hole that yeah. not physically taking that drink yeah yeah it's all these mechanisms that have been co-opted into controlling you to get you to the point where you're safe so, so it, in other words, um, it's what's kept us alive as a species in a way. Absolutely, yeah. Because we developed fight or flight. Like we weren't born with this fight or flight reaction in, rela in relation to a substance. That mechanism of fight or flight already existed to keep us safe in other ways, yep. but it's been co-opted into use for the addiction. And so is also the mental um, craving. So the mental craving uses uh, parts of the brain like imagination, Iman imagining what it would be like to have that. And I guess, Michael, especially with the interconnection of uh, cause and effect, right? You know, like drink, um, eels, whatever happens on the other end, right? Um, or having a smoke eels, me feeling sad or me feeling, you know... Well, well, there's the there's a perception. That, well, I would call it a delusion, a misconception that yep. that is true, that there is this um, a, this healing. But we know, like in hindsight and with yep. a helicopter view, that it doesn't heal anything. Nope. What it does is create a temporary stopping of the fight or flight, which is the real pain. Yeah. Right, and whatever the external circumstances that's causing our life to be uncomfortable is still there. Um, it only takes away the the immediate fight or flight and the the craving, um, and so that cycle just repeats and repeats in a circle. So what I discovered by accident was that if you can use this technique that stops that four stages. First of all, it makes the mental craving disappear because it shows you that you don't have a craving, takes the craving away instantly. And secondly, once you use that step by step, you can do it faster and faster. And then you do it prior. So the fourth stage is the craving. You can do it just after the thought when you're quick enough, and that will become a reflex. There's a quick version that's under a second that that once that becomes a reflex, the thought occurs and your, your brain instantly, like for example, if I say, are you cold or do you have a headache? You knew the answer to that in a nanosecond as soon as I'd, you'd heard it, right? Yep. What happened? You instantly switch from thinking, instantly scanned your body. To feeling. Feeling, feeling sense. Yep. Came with the data, made the decision, no, I'm not cold. 
right? That was that quick. Now that can happen in terms of getting rid of a craving as well. And once you're retrained, you don't get cravings in relation to that thing that you've trained yourself about. You still get cravings for other things, but you can also retrain your brain around that too. Um, so, so the journey ended up where I realized, well, first of all, I helped people stop smoking for 10 years with this program. And I, is it okay to mention the name of it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's truequit.com. Right. And, um, at the moment, I mean, it's uh, all across Australia, but I, it will be in the United States and the rest of the world this year. Um, but what I realized is that people were saying to me, well, now I've quit smoking. I want to, now I realize I could use this for all these other things. And I knew there was extension there. Um, but I didn't want to, I knew that I, enough to know that I'm not an expert in all these other addictions because all the nuances and the really there's the small little behaviors and thought patterns and things. And which, the medical aspect of it, right? You're like quitting smoking is, um, there's there's very little medical impact of, I mean, we know that it gets you healthier, but you know, like yeah. the sudden stopping of alcohol or any other right. substances can yeah. have a medical, a negative medical impact in yeah. the immediate time that the, that the person stops. You know, like so, so you know, like That's it's, right. you know, so, so I knew that I knew that I couldn't. Um, I, well, I could have, but I it would be take too much time. Yeah, and my. To be honest, my interest had now become more passionate around the root of all addiction. And the root of all addiction, I believe, is our addiction to ourself. Because um, it's all about me having safety, me having pleasure, me not having pain. Um, and But also I wanted to support people going through a journey of cleaning their life of all addictions as well. So that's where that like, so, so there's, I'm still have true quit. Um, that's operating and that'll continue to operate. But, but I'm, I'm now for all those clients and anybody else, really, the next thing is addiction to freedom because in my experience, um, it's a, it's a, the result of um, being um, not having an addiction is a sense of freedom yeah. And and the result of not being addicted to ourselves, and I, I'm not saying that I'm clear of that because <laughs> I'm I'm certainly still addicted to myself. Um, but the more the less that that is present in certain situations, creates more freedom. I'll give you an example. I was at the surf this morning, and there's this guy who I'm friends with, and there's another. Um, guy paddled past him and didn't look at him, didn't say hello. And he was getting really upset about that. And he said, oh, it's because of this and it's because of that and because of this and because of that. And I said, I said, mate, all that happened was that he paddled past, didn't look at you and didn't say anything. That's all that happened. There's no pain in that. You don't know what he was thinking or, or where he was at. But the pain that you're experiencing right now, you're creating that because you're now getting angry with him. You're upset in your body. 
right? And, and, and that's because you think that he's offended you, you know, and, and that somehow you're damaged by that or hurt by that, you know? And, and, and so that, that's, I said, I said, just let all that go if you can um, until you really find out what he was thinking. Maybe ask him, you know, when he paddled past, you didn't say hello to me, are you upset with me? But I observed he he kept on going with the story. I said, I said, you're making up this story, feeding the beast, just feeding yeah. the beast. Yeah. And so you can see how that addiction to him, the root addiction to himself, being supposedly yeah. diminished or impacted, it was just feeding on itself. Um, so that's that's where um, I decided to start the podcast and 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 really connect with you know, other people who are exploring these issues and connecting because I know a lot of people have talked about you, you say you, you know, when you become, when you're dealing with any addiction, we're actually ended up really, we're growing. We're, we're, we're learning more about ourselves and others to the point where we find alternative ways of being in a situation that are, that are less, that are more pleasurable, less damaging. Um, and so that process continues, and um, so I, I, I and, and I'm including myself on that journey. So uh, I wanted to explore that that with others, and and also offer. So what I thought I could do is offer a, just a kind of a, a, a core program that helped people with gave people these tools to to retrain their brain around any addiction and support with that, and that could sit alongside whatever else they're doing. For their particular um, addiction, um, but also expand and contribute to the to more of a the, the more widely try to help influence the widely um, held view about what addiction really is, and not this stigmatized narrow version that I think is uh, very damaging. Um, and it's also um, it also exclude when people hold that very narrow view that I mentioned before that it's just a bad choice or, and these people are somehow wrong and damaged. Um, if you hold that view, what's happening is you're excluding yourself as a non-addicted person, which means you're really stopping your own growth um, and, and, and then you're, you're supplying and, and you're, you're still trapped in all these other addictions like social media and Netflix and Absolutely. You know, whatever. Shopping. And then COVID and comes along food and, and, <laughs> and, 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 and just opens the can of worms. Yeah. So I thought what better time to start to, ex, you know, kind of bring this out a little, have these conversations, which I, I guess that's really what it is, is just trying to have the conversation. Um, and 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 unpack a little, make get things not so tightly bound, and start to get a little bit of um, air in there, and, and so we can explore these issues and listen to each other, because everybody has a, a point of view and an experience which has some truth for 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 other, all of us to hear. Absolutely, um, and that's the beauty of that. You know, like that's you know, like that's why I love having guests just as you, Michael, is the fact that. Um, and I told you right before I started recording is that, you know, like I really want to broaden the, I come, I'm a, I'm a child of the, um, fraternity 
anonymous uh, 12-step programs, right? You know, yeah. like so so I, I come from a therapy center 15 years ago that was based on the 12-stepping. And, um, and, and sure enough, you know, like I'm that type of guy. Um, within a year, I started questioning and challenging, you know, like what it, both what I was reading and kind of, you know, like want to separate the facts from some of the folklore or the legend around it. Yeah. While being grateful that it has saved my ass, you know, like it has saved my life. It has saved my, um, my, my well-being, you know, like it, it, it has saved all of it. That's so great to hear. So, so, so there's definitely without a doubt for me, some good in there. You know, like there, there's, there's, if not all, there's some good in there. That's a great method of, of, of yeah. quitting. Um, at the same time, there's, there's, <laughs> there's a reason why there's 12 steps, you know, like there's, 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 you know, like there's the, the getting better and quitting and then there's um making your life better and becoming a better human being so that you prevent eventually the next craving for example or the next time where you fall into those traps of you know like your the defect of character which gonna make you angry which gonna yeah. end up having to you know like going into yeah. that trap of relapsing for example yeah um, yeah at the same time what you know like what I discovered the purpose of the podcast to be is to have discussion of people that either uh, don't come from these uh, origins of, you know, like the, the 12 steps and the fraternity, the anonymous fraternities, and that have had success in keeping sobriety, in, in, in making their life better, in, in, in all, you know, like making a 180 out of their routine life which you know like at some point was you know like um had had neg negative effect on them you know like so yeah. um and that's the conversation that i want to have you know like so so i love the fact that and and what my brain does is that it immediately makes like a, a like a huge mix <laughs> of everything that i hear you know like so so from from the tools and i you know and we talked about this you know like the i i'm i'm my my thought process is that I'm blessed of the the fifteen soon sixteen years of sobriety tools that I've accumulated that it's making me um i would say a stronger human in 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 getting through the pandemic for example, but it yeah. gets me through um my mom dying last year and it got me through um being a better um better help for my father you know like which right. is growing older and you know like whatever it is you know like it's not only about you know like not getting my next drink or my next hit of yeah. of, of cannabis or whatever but you know like it's yeah. it makes me a better a better human being and you know I, and you know like i'm i'm i expect the same from you know, like the method that you're trying to help your patient with which is um it doesn't only makes you um not starve um the next drink or the next fix or the next cigarette it actually yeah. makes you a better as you did with that surfing dude that you <laughs> this morning you know like so um you know like the guy it wasn't about you know like having a spoke it was about you know like just is imagination going full berserk on someone not seeing you you know like which yeah, is crazy yeah. but you know like everyone does it on almost on a daily basis you know like That's so right. 
why the fuck did he tell me hello? You know, like he yeah. hates me. What's going on? And blah 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 blah. And then yeah. you know, like it, it becomes kind of yeah. like, like that's it snowballs into yeah. everyone hates me almost. You know, like so so it's crazy. Yeah. Once you're aware of of that, um, then you get more alternatives. And like what you're saying, just to reflect back, what I'm hearing is that you're saying that the 15 years of gathering more tools. Um, has helped your life handle all these other circumstances. In other words, in other words, your understanding, you've widened the context of all these situations so that and when that occurs, you you then have these other avenues or other tools that you can use that you weren't aware of before. Um, yeah. So, and I can see that that would have made your life much more pleasant, or at least in the difficult times where things could have spun out of control. Um, it's not to say it's not difficult, but you didn't add to that as much. Well, the the, um, the serenity prayer for me is probably one of the best life lesson tool that anyone can apply. Grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change. Ain't that the most powerful fucking sentence in the in, in your life? Yeah. You know, like, please grant me the serenity to accept things that I cannot change. I mean, what's, yeah. what's, you know, you know like, there's nothing, I, I'm, and I, I'm, I feel there's nothing stronger than just accepting that there are shit that you can't do nothing about, you know, like, and, and that's it. And move on, you know, like, and, and we can't, we can't change that, you know, like, so, so. Yeah. And what you, in that, the, I think one part of, part of the power of that prayer is, is uh, in, in the, the, the experience of serenity. So grant me the serenity. In the granting of that, in the experiencing of serenity, um, there is a natural acceptance yeah, there, there's a natural okayness, um, despite what's going on. It's like in the eye of the storm. There's a natural okayness if there's serenity, um, and um, and I think that that is, it's kind of a skill. I think. And powerlessness to- is not weakness. That's that's an important fact that people and because there's so much correlation between the two, both in terms of, um, I would almost say testosterone, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm guessing estrogen as well. You know, like yeah. powerlessness is not weakness. So that's right. That's right. Because I mean, in a sense, powerlessness or weakness, they're they're actually concepts, and while we're thinking of those, we're being here. Yeah. And we could be here feeling peaceful um, with, regardless of what, whether we feel powerful or not powerful. Um, you know, that doesn't, that, that question, that binary kind of choice just disappears if we're okay right now um, and, and that we don't actually need anything external for that okayness to be present. And the admission of being powerless over that next drink 
is part of embracing the serenity of accepting things that you can't yeah. change. You know, like you, you can't yeah. change the fact that that fucking drink makes you, you know, like it, it, you starve that drink. So as, as from the moment you admit that you're powerless over it, that you can't control that, you know, like there's some serenity, just you're like, you, you're, you're almost um, induced by serenity <laughs> but maybe there's something i'm not un maybe i don't understand something about um about drink because it's not been something that i've been majorly afflicted by but when you said um about accepting that you're powerless over that drink what does that mean well Help it me just means that. that you know like whatever whatever scenario you tried in quitting right you know like there's it, the the and and I'm based on, you know, like the first step says, you know, like admit that you're powerless over blah, 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 you know, whatever is it, sex, um, drugs, cocaine, narcotics, and alcohol, well, whatever it is, you know, like there's over 112 right. um, step okay, program. So, so at the very beginning of the the first step is admit, admit yeah. that st just drop the delusion that you've got this under control. Exactly. Right. That makes sense to me because... At the beginning, I can understand that's a very important admission to admit and drop this delusion that I've that I've got this handled because you yep. ain't got it handled. But down the other end, like as you gain the tools, I think you do gain um, power in. Life Where, in your own situation. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But you know, like the 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 one thing that I discuss a lot. You know, like I think you know, like there's there's some personality trait that you know like you cannot change. You know, like I'm 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 an addict at heart. So my wife will lovingly say that I'm a passionate quote unquote individual, but I can definitely fall into the obsessive and compulsive type in yeah. whatever I. I embark in, you know, like yeah. whatever I do, yeah. you know, like my, yeah. pod, my, my podcasting journey has yeah. been, has been seeded by a lot of compulsiveness and obsessive obsession, yeah. you know, like in making this the best and then, you know, like going yeah. over the top. And so whatever I embark on, you yeah. know, like I, I, I do need to be careful because I do have those genes of always going full throttle you know like so 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 sure enough you know like when it was for having a drink i was sporty boy you know like i was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know and, so and you, i did smoke myself michael and you know like it yeah. was um it was almost two packs a day you know like so yeah. so because wow. i i had this in me and then i stopped yeah. smoking and i started cigar saying well it's more casual it's gonna be yeah. well by 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 after a month, that cigar shop knew my name. Uh, you know, like it, it would cost me hundreds of bucks a week. You know, like it was yeah. just cr yeah. crazy. And yeah. so um, the moment I admitted that I'm powerless over that, you know, like almost yeah. like a like in my blood, you know, like yeah. you then zoom out of situation much more quickly, which is like just yeah. stepping back and say, holy shit, you know, like look at you you're going crazy over amazon right now you yeah. know i like, can yeah <laughs> you know, yeah so um yeah so you know like that's and yeah. i don't yeah so i think 
like I like I said before, I like it makes sense to me that you've got to admit when you haven't got something handled and stop drop the delusion that you know that this is okay behavior. Um, but but in terms of um, our power in a situation, um, I think and and a couple of things came up when you were saying that. First of all, I think the idea that you're this idea of an addictive personality. Um, I, I don't necessarily see that, and I know that sounds a bit contrary to what this you know a lot of people would say. But I, I reframe it the way you did and say that you're actually very focused and passionate, and this is a superpower that you have. Yeah, this is a good thing. Absolutely. The only problem is when that because in order to focus, you naturally have to um, you naturally have to ignore. Other things. That's the nature of focus. It's actually honing in on a specific set of phenomena. Yeah. Right. So, of course, a person that can really focus is going to be in their own world while they're focusing. And that can perhaps, you know, ignore other things that need to be taken care of that are not within that focus. To the but detriment of other stuff. You're right, Michael. That's right. Yep. So, but I don't see the superpower of being able to focus, which not everyone can. Absolutely. It's necessarily a bad thing or necessarily addictive. It could be addictive, but on it in itself, it's a, it's a, it's a facility and a power that you have, which is a, a talent. Um, it's only when you're not, and, and what happens is, is your awareness, right? Your awareness gets, um, attached or 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 immersed in the phenomena that you're focusing on, right? Yep. It's like when you go to the movie and you look at a movie, and um, and you forget that you're sitting in the seat. You forget that there's anyone around. That you're even in this building because you're. It's like you're in the movie and you're going through the ups and downs of the movie, right? Because your awareness has become one with the phenomena that you're yeah. focusing on. And 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 person who's very able to do that, it's whatever whatever they're focusing on, they can become their awareness can become one with that. They forget themselves. They forget their own they're not they're not aware of themselves at that time. But like in the movie, then suddenly your awareness pulls back and you realize there's the exit sign. These are the people here. I'm sitting in this seat and there's a distance between me and the screen. All of that becomes um, into focus. Um, so we have this power to um, to direct this this awareness, like a spotlight. It, like our awareness is like a spotlight that we can sh- shift. We can shift it internal. We can shift it out. We can shift it to different senses. Yep. We can focus it if we're in a particular sense or widen it out. So we have this power, and I think that. Part of, and this is something that we do have, most people aren't, and, and we all to some extent are not in control of it, but we have the potential to be more in control of it. And, 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 and in a situation when you're very focused, like you've got a craving and all you can, and your, your, focus, your awareness is completely, you know, immersed in that craving, is that the only reality right now, the ability to pull back, and be aware of more of the situation, more more of me, my situation, more of this situation with my family, more of my other abilities that I can pull in and use right now. 
that ability, that is a power we have. Um, and once we learn how to use that power of controlling our awareness. Absolutely. I, and I think that's it's a powerful process. asset. Yeah. It's a powerful asset. You know, like, and I told you right before, we, and it's no, it's no secret, you know, like I work in sales and, you know, like it, it, it's, um, it's a great human skill asset that I have in my toolbox yeah. of being yeah. able to just own in on something and, you know, like yeah. just like, yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah. you know, like just zoom the shit in yeah. what, whatever yeah. mission I've been, I've been given. And so, yeah. um, no doubt, you know, I can, and you know, like I, I'll say, you know, like that funny story, but you know, like my wife will always say, you know, like if we, if we shop and, you know, like look for something for a new TV, for example, I know for a fact, my wife will say, I know for a fact that if we pick that model and if you choose that model, you've done 20 hours of fucking researches, you know, like to, to make sure that we get the best <laughs> yeah. model and the best this and that, you yeah. know, like, so, yeah. um, so, you know, like for sure, you know, like those are great assets and, you know, like, I think that's what the past 15 years has, has taught me, you know, like it's how yeah. to make this something that does, that doesn't hurt me mm. or the ones close to me, you know, like, cause yeah, that's right. So we all have these talents and these superpowers it's how we use them. So if we, if we have a very strong addiction to ourselves, like, like for example, that, that, you know, I must have, you know, this particular cup in order to drink my tea, because that's mine, my precious, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, um, because it had all these benefits that it has, and if I don't have that cup, well, then somehow that's really bad, because I'm, you know, if. Um, so we're trying to fill this hole inside by having this special object. You know, once we're aware that we're already special, regardless of what object there is, yep. then that starts to expand out and the, the, the kind of um, the intensity of the focus on having certain objects and certain situations occur in our life to be okay diminishes because wherever we are, we have this okayness, and the more that that okayness is there, well, the more there's this freedom to accept and allow the flow of things to occur without us having to interrupt it all the time and have it my way. You know, um, so that's that's the um, the wonderful thing I think about um, you know taking the. I think people who have had a, a let's say a detrimental addiction, if they can fully exploit the opportunity of that to, to unpack that gold mine and continue on the road to discovering real satisfaction, that will equal real serenity and real peace. Absolutely. And they'll take that wherever they go. Yeah. Um, so so then, then that, that's, 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 that's a power in itself. It is. It is. Yeah. I know, Michael, that you're short on time. I don't want to, you know, like, I don't want to cut you short, but, you know, like, I, for respect yeah. of, you know, like yeah. the time you gave me, um, the last question I got for you is, you know, like, where can we find you? Where can, where we can re either read more or reach out to you so that we can, you know, like expand on what we just discussed for the past hour and, you know, like make yeah. sure that, you know, um, I want to make sure that people can find you, uh, for Thank further you. reading and further contact. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. Um, because I, yeah, I genuinely, um, genuinely, the whole purpose is to, um, you know, to, to share what we're just talking about. 
so that everyone can experience and, and, and come on this journey. So um, I've got an Instagram, which is addiction.2, that's T-O, dot, so addiction.2.freedom. Um, and I've got, um, the, if anyone's interested in stopping smoking, it's truequit.com, all one word, truequit.com. Um, I do have my own website, which is michaelgregory.life. Um, there's not a lot on there. Um, I think the most interesting place at the moment is my podcast, which is Addiction to Freedom. And that's available everywhere that podcasts are. So, um, so for everyone that that listens, um, uh, Michael's going to send all of these links my way, and you know, like they're going to be available in the description. So if if you know, like if you scroll down yeah. from any app that you're listening to the podcast right now, uh, you can find all of these links uh, at the bottom. And um, yeah, I mean, like it was yeah. uh, it was quite uh, a fascinating conversation, Michael. Yeah, uh, I realized we could continue talking for another oh hour. Oh my God, you know, I feel I, like we're only just getting started. We're only at liftoff. Exactly. And I guess, you know, like it's, yeah. it's your, it's your background in philosophy and, you know, like my, my, my quest for and journey to just learn more about this, you know, like for me, it's such a, not only are human beings fascinating, you know, like I'm, I'm a big, big fan of, you know, like just every twist and turns that, a, you know, like a, a, the human psyche, you yeah. know, like a, it can, you know, can be and, you know, like every facets of that, you know, like, but, yeah. but um, the fact that, you know, like I, I'm, I'm day after day and the more recording I do, I discover that there are facets or interpretation different interpretation of you know like what yeah. you know like the 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 you know like the 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 founders of you know like the the for alcoholics anonymous which inspired then all of the other fraternities yeah. uh, based on the 12 step programs um as defined some stuff in there that I can now do wow okay so there's that's their interpretation of you know like that the both the sickness or whatever they called it you know like they called it the sickness to um the quote unquote cure to it you know like and then yeah, yeah. I, I i then have you know like which we just had for an hour discuss yeah. on both side of that you know like both the, what <laughs> the sickness really is to yeah. how can you quote unquote heal that and mm -hmm. and for me it's just it's both a philosophical and um almost uh, uh you know like uh, it's not only abstract you know like there's really yeah. some 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 uh, hard stuff you know like hard concrete stuff that you can do about it and you know like for me it's yeah. just like like you said yeah. you know like i could go for hours you know like about that well anyway you're a living example of of that of this journey where you've grown expanded your knowledge your awareness um to become more skilled at handling all different situations in your life yep. so that the, 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 so there's not only one particular solution that happens to be detrimental that's offered by your psyche. You now have all these other options and probably your life is a lot more fulfilling, I'm guessing. It is. And, and I would say that, you know, like for anyone that listens, um, you know, like I would say, you know, like the, the secret of to that is to, keep being curious and yeah. keep an open mind and any conversation that you have um you know like um 
yeah, I mean, like that, there's, you know, like sometimes you need to draw the line and that's probably, you know, like some of the people most instinct moral code that they have inside them. And I get that. But at the same time, you know, like there's no, for me, there's almost no limit to stuff that, you know, like I'm, I'm going to be curious about, you know, like in terms mm -hmm. of, you know, like if, if I, if I fall under the dogma of, you know, like one way mm. of doing that, I, I think it, you know, like it's, it's hurting me, you know, like, and, it, and, mm. and, um, I, I embarked on that journey. I, I, I initially embarked on the journey of that podcast for the intention, the pure intention of having conversation of people that I've stopped, whatever they were doing that was hurting them yeah. and realize mm. midway and still realize that one of the other purpose that that podcast can bring is to actually just expand people curiosity to whatever works works and it's good yeah, i'm i'm, I'm yeah. fine with it i don't yeah. i don't care i told you that you know like before the recording i want to i want to hear every fucking methods that they are that's going to make life of people better you know like and, yeah, and I, yeah. i'm and i'm fine let's go you yeah. know like i'm i've got i got time for it <laughs> yeah. well, i was just thinking like why don't you come on my podcast and i should i, I would love to because so i'd love to this is what i'd love to do is just um unpack your journey i'd like to understand that more for myself i'm curious about that and i'm sure that in the process that there'll be a few nugget gold nuggets there for, that will help other people Absolutely, I would love to. So that's uh, yeah. I, that's an invitation that I'm I'm I, I'm in. I'm full All in, right. Michael. So it All was right. a pleasure having you. And you know, like like I said, you know, like for everyone listens that listens, uh, every every links to uh, reaching out to Michael are available in the description. So Michael, thanks a lot, and uh, cheers, mate, from uh, the other side of that planet. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it well, was an awesome experience. Really, such a privilege actually to have this conversation thank you thanks to you have a good day bye bye bye